Hi freelancers, welcome back to Clients and Coins, the podcast, where we talk about tips and strategies to help freelancers scale and grow their freelancing businesses. So this episode, we're going to talk about a highly requested topic, which is remote interviews. I'm titling it Mastering Remote Interviews. However, flashing disclaimer, I want to say these tips that I'm going to recommend today is only four tips sorry five tips it's only five tips but they're pretty general and some may say they're obvious but this topic is usually a topic that I love to do one-on-one with a freelancer instead of just listening a bunch of general tips because you can do better in interviews or impress someone much more with a personalized interview strategy than just going solely based off of these tips. Um, but I still said I would do an episode because it's a topic that people keep asking about. However, if you are interested on some personalized interview tips pertaining to your niche and what you are all about, you can just send me an email at tricia at theremotecatalyst.com and we will start something out to chat and go through an interview strategy with you. So on to the tips that I'm going to share today. The first one is to do your research. And honestly, before any interview, you should take some time to learn about the client's businesses our business, their industry, and their specific needs. By doing this research, it will help you to tailor your answers to their questions and show them that you're generally interested in working with them. And honestly, like anything that you're doing, anything that you plan to do or are doing with your business, you do need to do research. You need to do research for social media. You need to do research for sales calls. Like you need to do research or you should do research on every single aspect of your business. So this shouldn't be something new or like surprising in terms of a tip (laughs) but you really should do your research to show up as if you are prepared which is my next tip (laughs) to show as if you are prepared for the actual interview the second tip i have was be prepared to discuss your experience and expertise the interviewer will likely want to know why you're qualified for the job like why should i hire you out of all the million people that have applied for this job or this project whatever the case may be what makes you so special so you should come prepared and ready to discuss your relevant your your relevant experience and skills as well as accomplishments you should also have like your portfolio and stuff ready that you can share more than likely if you apply to the job in the right way or at least the way that i would recommend you would have shared your portfolio already along with your application but i always recommend to still have your portfolio ready to share with the client and a pro tip is to tailor your portfolio to the client 
you can share a general portfolio when you're submitting the application but it's always better to try to tailor everything towards the client or what they may be looking for and sometimes after a client responds to an application they usually give some sort of response that like you can post something from it to get a feel of what the client is or who they're about so if you could tailor the proposal more if you already did when you submitted the application because after you you would have done further research now on this company if you did before you applied but if you you would do some further research now on the company and what's not and try to tailor your proposal your your portfolio sorry to the actual client it would actually show that you were ready and like that you're serious about doing business with them or whatever the case may be it will also help sell you a bit more because honestly after a client is looking through a million different proposals from different people it's quite common and normal to forget or you know like they may start to mix different things that they saw from somebody else with somebody else's stuff and what's not so a good like refresher on the call would be great for them to see all your stuff live well chat him with you and you can easily go through anything with them and see if they have any questions or anything like that and also showing the portfolio again on the call may inspire some questions that may end up sharing some additional services that you may offer that they didn't necessarily ask for and it could also spark the possibility of them looking for additional services now and noting that you offer the service that they initially wanted in the beginning and have some other services now that they're thinking of doing and are actually interested in doing would also be amazing because some clients love to kill everything with one stone as we say in Barbados but it's really 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 good to be honest to have your portfolio ready and tailored to show on the call and you should also be able to articulate how you can help the client achieve their goals the third tip I have is to be professional and honestly even though there is a meeting and it's not in person it's important to present yourself professionally during a remote interview dress appropriately sit up straight make eye contact with the camera nod when the person talking what's not if you don't understand please let the person know you don't understand what they're saying and ask them to politely re- repeat or to dig deeper into whatever it is that they are saying don't just sit there and i don't know stare blankly or show because people get ideas or concepts of people based off of their body language you may be there and your voice may sound a bit comforting but if you're slouching or like it could look in your eyes and tell that you're not this or like you know it, it honestly although it's not in person it is usually easier to tell if someone's interested or not but although it's not in person and it's over video you should still be mindful of your body language, your attributes, how you respond, that kind of stuff. I'm not saying you have to be overly as aesthetic, but you need to, you really, really need to be mindful of how you are and how you're presenting yourself over the camera. The fourth tip I have is to answer questions confidently. And when answering questions, you should be 
clear and you should be concise you should try to avoid using filler words like um and um and like and that sort of stuff. But to be honest, some of us when we're talking, we naturally use filler words like myself. We naturally use filler words. So um, I don't know, like if you can avoid using them, then do so. But I naturally work filler words into my personality and there weren't they haven't actually been an issue for me personally but i have talked to some freelancers before and they did express to me how some clients told them with the well they didn't call them filler words but that's the general term for them but by saying mm, or um or like it gave some clients the impression of that you aren't exactly an expert in whatever it is that you are proclaiming to me because you started off a sentence like that or you use one of those filler words but hmm, is is a tip is is a tip that i don't 100 percent stand by but it's it's still something that you should be aware of because everyone is different and it may bother some people and it may not bother some people but in my journey thus far with all the interviews that i've done personally with clients Filler words haven't ever been an issue for me within my interviews. But like I said, I did meet and speak with some freelancers that did say or voice to me that the, they felt like the filler words were a problem within their interviews and, you know, helped an interview not go too well. So that's just something to be mindful of. If you do use a filler word though, I would say try to incorporate it into your personality because like for example for myself i say like a million times is it's just within my language to say like a million times but yeah i hope you guys get get that but let me know if you're a bit confused on that um if you don't know the answer to a question it's okay to say so as i said earlier just be sure to offer to follow up with the interview the interviewer later so say they ask you I don't know, a question that you don't know the answer to. Don't literally just say you don't know. You could say, well, to be honest, Tricia, I do not have the exact answer for that right now. And I want to give you the appropriate answer. So I'm going to do some checks and get back to you as soon as possible after this interview. Simple. That was a nice professional response that I don't think nobody will kill you for. Or like take points off of your application because you didn't know the answer to a question all of us are constantly learning every day and the way how i see it in terms of my mental values and attributes if you if a client is for you or if you're supposed to work or do business with this client they will say yes to you if it doesn't work out you weren't supposed to work with them for whatever reason the universe knows but just had it that way, you weren't supposed to work with them. Just mark all of your interviews or proposals with success levels. And honestly, that could be a whole other episode. But if you guys want more information on success levels, you could let me know. And I can probably do an episode on that. But basically, just to explain what it is, briefly... So what I call success levels are, and I'm pretty sure there are other persons in the world that do this, but I don't know if they probably call it a different name. But what I call success levels are where I look at, 
every possible thing that could have gone wrong and put it at a level. So say the person says no, I would say that I would find some other reason as to why it is a no and not leave it as a negative. So I would rule out possibly ask the person if they could tell me why they said no and based off of like say if they said no because my price is too high i would my my celebration celebration reason for them saying no would be like i'm too good or like my skills are that top notch or top level within the industry that people are actually saying no and that makes me feel good about myself because yes i didn't get the job and it's money that you quote unquote lost but to be honest you never had it because you never started the project and it makes no sense selling yourself or your work i should say for less than its value because if someone appreciates you and really wants to work with you they're going to pay whatever it is that you are asking of them to pay you so that's just a brief explanation of how i look at success levels so it basically just take every nay or no or negative feedback or whatever the case may be and find some way to turn it into a successful something that i don't get myself into that level of feeling really down or defeated or disappointed but it's always the way how i twist it is always a way that i learn from it or make myself better the final tip that I have is to be enthusiastic and I know everyone is not that bubbly person or have that type of personality which is fine but you need to at least show the interviewer that you're excited about the opportunity you can ask some thoughtful questions and express your interest in working with them but you you really just need to show them that you're all in you're so pumped to be you know working with them to have this working relationship with them and so on and so forth so you really need to show that like you enter it you about it you want to work with this person and yeah you can't wait to get started and that was the last tip that i have the last fifth general tip that i have and just to repeat those tips they were to do your research ahead of the interview to be prepared to discuss your experience and expertise, to be professional, to answer questions confidently, and to be enthusiastic. Five basic tips. Five seriously basic tips that I strongly believe that everyone has heard some other time in their life. Because these could even be applied to in-person interviews. But as I said earlier on in the, in the recording, I strongly believe that when it comes to interview prep and interview preparation, that this is something that I prefer to do with my clients one-on-one because there's certain little things that I like to recommend when preparing for interviews based on the niche to make the interviews go much more successful and make them, uh, the client, my client or the freelancer a bit more memorable. As I said, you guys could reach out if you need help with prepping for some interviews and we could set up a call and chat. So to wrap this in this, I was going to say interview, to wrap this episode up, I just want to say that remote interviews can honestly be very challenging, but they are also an opportunity for you to showcase your expertise 
and to land your dream projects. I strongly believe by following these basic tips, you can increase your chances of success. These are just level one tips, simple tips that I believe that everyone should be doing or at least are doing. But if you take them seriously and you really apply them to your interview strategy, you really can improve your chances of success. Let me know if you guys have any questions on these interview success tips. Let me know what other topics you want me to talk about. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, for subscribing, for all the messages, all the love. Please let me know if I can help you in any other further way because it's honestly my dream and mission to help you guys thrive in your freelancing businesses. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.